1: All right, welcome back to the Dark to Light Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. It is uh, December twenty seventh, two thousand twenty two. We are inching our way into the new year twenty twenty three. And uh, Jim, you know, I, I'm I'm excited sure. for twenty twenty three. I'm really excited because well, I can't yeah. wait for twenty twenty two to be over. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: it's not the it's not that twenty twenty three has got this upward tick. It's just you're t- you're exhausted from the twenty twenty two. It sounds like.
1: Well, I think everybody's a little exhausted from 2022. It has been a hellish nightmare, to say the least. I mean... Yeah. You know, if we look in this in the sense that there's good guys and there's bad guys and there is this game being played globally, then we can mm-hmm. look at 2022 and say that we had some wins, we we won some battles, but they also won some battles and that there is a right. war going on and this war is flooding out into the streets. It's flooding out into our lives. It's it's affecting our lives. It's affecting our wealth. It's affecting our supply chain, it's affecting our infrastructure, our power grid, people in Buffalo are realizing that now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's affecting our weather, it's affecting our our health, it's uh, poisoning our air, our water, our soil, our food. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is very, very real, what is happening right now on this planet. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, you just—you were talking about the people in Buffalo now are figuring out this whole uh, supply chain energy infrastructure issue, right? Where, where, oh, yeah, we may have a problem here. Um, according to their governor, though, uh, this the the idea that Buffalo got snow this year, which sounds like a very unique event, uh, the lake effect snow and those kind of things, it was just all brand new to her. This is this is what climate change is. This is why we're having climate change. Climate change is causing snow in Buffalo, where usually cactus and roadrunners and lizards live. This is the stupidity in which we live in right now. We have very uninformed people. Very non-leaderish. I don't know that's not even a word, is it? Leaderish, leader-type people in positions of leadership because it's their turn. It's because the people who want them in those positions put them there, so they were selected, not elected. And the stupidity of a governor to go out and say, "By the way, having snow in Buffalo this year shows me, shows you that this is climate change." And in that moment right there, it defines the fact that we have been useful idiots and paying into a government that's willing to chew the legs right off of us. And we have ourselves a problem. We have ourselves an issue where we have people who are out there just surviving. I'm not saying that everybody's on the brink of death, but there obviously have been deaths and and injuries because of the the cold. But at the same time, why are we – I just – I don't understand. Like we we are trying to survive. We're trying to get through this. And then we have these other people that are trying – to push us around and manipulate us while we're just trying to get through our day some of us are trying to get a bathroom break in some of us are just trying to get that hangnail to quit you know catching on everything there are people who have issues in their daily lives much less the interpersonal relationship stuff but then we got the world bank tearing our money down we got the people in the government telling us that wow world climate change is real because buffalo got snow this year i mean guys we have got we have got to stop watching this and the emperor has no clothes. We've got to be mindful. We've got to be coming together. Quit using the circular firing squad to kill each other off when the enemy is outside of us. And we've got to be mm, different. Mm. And this you know, global – go ahead. Go ahead. It, well, it, it, it's
1: interesting. I mean, you're talking about, you've got to be careful on how you talk about Hokel here because we're, we're talking New Yorkers. And, and I know many people in this audience absolutely love Governor adore. Hochul over there. They adore, adore I would say. And, and you, know, it is no, you know, it is this big surprise that Buffalo somehow got snow, lake effect snow. And I mean, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to discount the storm because it is a pretty ruthless storm that's it coming bad. through there. Yeah. And I grew up in western New York. I, I grew up in those types of winters. I remember in the 90s, Jim. Mm-hmm. That it was negative 10 to negative 20 degrees. We had three right. to four foot snow drifts, and that would come about after, you know, you'd get pounded by a foot and a half of lake effect snow, and then you would have snow drifts that came in. Uh, the mm-hmm. light snow, the light fluffy snow from a nor'easter or something like that would come in, and right. you get snow drifts that basically block your doors and your windows, and you'd have to shovel your house out. Um, right. But you know what? Here's the thing is we were prepared for those things back then. Now, it's unfortunate yeah. that people aren't prepared for those types of things. I mean, well, the when we banned snow shovels, easy. I
2: guess that was the, the beginning <laughs> problem of that. We banned we ban we ban those sure assault stuff. snow shovels that move snow out of their, where they wanted to be. See, we have to understand snow has, has a will and it wants to be piled into big snow drifts. And for you to move it is a going against the will of the snow. So you are obviously using an assault snow shovel.
1: Well, and what it comes down to is, is this is not a, a predicate for global warming. I hope people are starting to see that, that Donald Trump said to a group of climate scientists from California a few years back that were talking about the increasing global temperatures and how that's going to increase various forest fires throughout California. He looked at them straight up and said, it's going to get colder. It's going to get much Colder. And the reason he knows this, and I can tell you this by looking at the historical records, is that we go through solar maximums and solar minimums. When you have a solar maximum, you have a solar wind that stretches out past Earth and it reduces the amount of cosmic rays that are actually coming in. When you have a solar minimum, the opposite occurs. You have a more cosmic rays, less solar wind. Well, guess what? When you have more cosmic rays, you have this heating periodicity. When you mm-hmm. have more solar rays, you kind of have this cooling trend. This is El Niño El, El and El Niño. This is these various cycles that our weather and climate goes through. Now, right. I, I find it interesting because... If anybody honestly thinks that paying your government a tax on carbon, <laughs> nitrogen, oxygen, or water is going to do anything to save this planet from the, uh, the, the sulfates, from the hexafluorates, from the fluorides, from the aerosols, from climate the pollution, denier. it's climate not. Denier. Uh, you, climate denier. You know what? Denier. I am a climate denier because you know what? People aren't looking at the real problem here. <laughs> do I believe that if man if man continued to pollute the earth, that it's going to have drastic effects on civilization? Yes, I absolutely do believe that. And I'm not talking about nitrogen oxide or nitrous oxide. I'm not talking about carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide. I'm going to talk about these gases. I'm talking hmm. about... The man-made synthetic chemicals that are be- given off by manufacturing and processing plants, by oil, pro- oil and gas production, that are going into our soil, to our water, to our atmosphere, and they are polluting our planet. That's what I'm talking about. Why, why aren't any of these climate change activists? Talking about the level of pollution that is occurring on this planet. No, they're like, well, carbon is increasing. No, no you're talking about surface-level carbon is increasing. Here's the thing. Did you know, Jim, Jim there's 121 – I believe it's 121 – 121 monitoring stations around the world where they monitor carbon dioxide emissions, okay? Right. Now, these are – strategically placed around the world they have a few in the cities they have a few in the wilderness in the woods they have some in very very remote areas and they have some in less popular they're just trying uh, to see if a bear poops in the woods right did you know that what they do is they remove all of the desolate the the forested areas they remove all of them to get better numbers and readings on carbon dioxide levels on the surface, so they're only taking into account the ones that are in heavily populated areas. Now, let me ask you right. this: Jim. so this if is kind of have... like
2: the uh, inflation thing, where we choose and pick which items we're going to say are inflationary mm, and non-inflationary.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know what they're not measuring, Jim? What's that? Atmospheric carbon dioxide. Oh. Now, what, what would you what would you suspect is a a bigger Part of the puzzle when it comes to warming the planet—would that be surface-level carbon dioxide or
2: atmospheric carbon dioxide? Well, depending on you know, I mean, they all—they all have specific—wow, I'm good at English here—specific factors, which I would say the atmospheric one is actually causing would cause an effect of our ability to absorb or not absorb radiation, correct? Well, right, because
1: there's a thing called lensing, right? And that Mm -hmm. when that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere lenses the solar radiation, it can refract or reflect it in a certain degree, which can heat or cool the Earth. Now, one thing that they don't always tell you, though, is that the majority of our atmosphere is composed of water molecules, which are the biggest component to global warming to actual warming the planet. But they don't talk about that. But anyways, global carbon dioxide levels at the atmospheric level have not changed since we've ever measured them. Have never changed since we measured them. Right. Which means that there's no carbon dioxide problem that's actually attributing to global warming. Instead, what they're doing is they're measuring surface level and heavily populated areas. Jimmy, if, if, if 100 people sat in a room and farted, do you think we're going to measure that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Can,
2: I'm, can, I'm we yeah, right. can we measure no, that? I 12 years old there. Can we measure that? Well, we oh, no,
1: but, but we can. We can go into that room. We can go into that 10 by 10 room and there's 100 people in there and they all fart at the same time. We're going to go, oh my God, we got a methane problem in this room. This is this is going to ruin the whole planet.
2: <laughs> I got a there's problem no with methane. 99 other people all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: got a problem with 99. But, but that's, the, that's the exasperation of this problem that they're talking about here. So Right. When we start looking towards the future and we start understanding what 2023 is going to bring, 2023 is going to bring more climate action. The the United Nations, World Economic Forum, all these various institutions are going to come out with more progression – towards global climate change. You're going to see some more erratic weather patterns. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. And it's not because of actual global warming, it's because of weather manipulation, it's because of other things that are playing a role in this, including the sun and solar radiation, uh, cosmic radiation. We'll be back with more Dark to Light show right after this.
2: They're just like ice.
1: Beautiful,
0: what's your heart? Listen to the fireplace roar. Beautiful, please don't hurry put some records on while i pour baby, baby it's bad
1: out there hey guys josh here mike lindell of my pillow has been an amazing patriot supporting president trump and conservative and christian values throughout the last 4 to 5 years with everything that's been going on we ask you to go out to mypillow.com and help support mike lindell as well as myself and this show the dark to light show with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase.
0: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com
1: The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D P-I-L-L-S Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now, That is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you.
0: Dark delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
1: All right. Back with the mm-hmm. Dark Delight show.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> yep. I don't know, man. It, it, you know, global climate change, that whole scenario, that, that's one big conspiracy. In well, here's, like
2: here's right. the problem with it, though, Josh. And here it's just like this whole thing of I decided I want to be a at attack helicopter today and or his, uh, whiz, this, piz, whatever they come mm-hmm. up with is if it's based on a, a, something that it's like trying to nail jello to the wall. Right. We all know the analogy. Can't nail jello to the wall. Well, that's the problem with climate. You give me 10 minutes and I'll change it. The problem is is also that we know climate is constantly changing and doing its thing and does what it wants to do, but then we got these uh, these government agencies go out there and decide that they're going to continue to modify quote unquote modify or do certain things to benefit or not benefit other areas picking winners and losers. So if we know that they're picking winners and losers and the the environment itself wants to do what it wants to do, this is an emotional argument. It cannot be nailed down because today is december twenty seventh Last year, December 27th, the temperatures across the globe were completely different than they are today. So to say that every December 27th, no matter where you're at, is the same every year, year after year, it's not. So this is how it's this easily thing. But here's the one thing that people forget. You and I in studio, the studio, you know, we're all sitting in 70, 72 degree weather. We're sitting in this. But then if we go outside in Buffalo, there's feet of snow. There's a problem. If I go out and if I'm down in Galveston, Texas, or if I'm down in Miami, Florida, I walk out It's 71 degrees. So I walk out of the house and into the house. It's the same temperature. So the problem is, is, our bodies are so acclimated to these 70 degree environments that when I walk out in the summer and it's 110, 115 and high humidity, I'm like, wow, my gosh, it's global warming. And then in the wintertime, I walk out at my 72 degree house and I walk outside and oh, it's global cooling. The problem is, is we're we're useful idiots because we have built an environment that we love to have at seventy two degrees, and then the outside is inhospitable, and it's obviously out of control.
1: I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree. It's that you know this world has uh, the world has a mental illness, and there's a few sane members of it running around going, you guys are crazy. And They're like, no, you're crazy. It's cold. No, it's hot. No, it's cold. But listen, you know, you know what I look at, Jim, is I look at people out there who have levels of sanity, who come out there and, and, and we see them through their actions, doing things to, to maybe get information out there. You know, Dmitry Mendevev, who is the former president of Russia, he's also a, a current Russian government official, he made some predictions on Twitter yesterday, and people are just like, "Whoa, these are some pretty atrocious predictions he 's talking about what can happen in two thousand twenty three now i don 't agree with everything he said here, okay, but do I think that mendeev is is one of those good guys i, I don't i don 't care too much for the russian government i don 't think any right. government is good guys, but I think when we 're looking at the perspective of of various proxy wars and how this is all unfolding and understanding the global unfolding conspiracy, we can take this information as kind of a, a signal or a sign of potentially what can happen. Listen to what he said: Oil price will rise to a hundred and fifty dollars a barrel, and gas, gas prices will top five dollars per per one cubic meter. Wow! That that that's like eight to nine dollar gas, about ten dollar gas in the United States. Okay. Right. Okay, The UK will rejoin the European Union. This, this isn't too far-fetched. This is actually really, really probable. The EU, European Union, will collapse after the UK's return. The euro will drop out of use as the former EU currency. This will come about because of the introduction of CBDCs. This is actually very legitimate. Um, this is where it gets crazy because this is what we've been talking about. Poland and Hungary will occupy Western regions of the formerly existing Ukraine. So he's saying that Ukraine is going to be destroyed. They'll have no longer have a country, okay? Right. He says Poland and Hungary will occupy those Western regions. And he says the Fourth Reich will be created, encompassing the territory of Germany and its satellites, Poland, the Baltic states, Chechnya, Slovakia, and the Kiev Republic, and their outcasts. Now, the Kiev Republic, obviously, is the – the, the ashes that are rising from the former Ukraine. And, um, This is interesting. Then he says war will break out between France and the Fourth Reich. Europe will be divided. Poland repartitioned in the process. Northern Ireland will separate from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. Civil war will break out in the US. California and Texas becoming independent states as a result. He goes Texas and Mexico will form an allied state. Elon Musk will win the presidential election in a number of states, which after the new civil war's end will have been given to the GOP. All the largest stock markets and financial activity will leave the U.S. and Europe and move to Asia. The Bretton Woods system of monetary management will collapse, leading to the IMF and World Bank crash. Euro and dollar will stop circulating as the global reserve currencies. Digital fiat currencies will become actively used instead. Mm. Wow. You know, most of those predictions can happen and probably highly improbable. But uh, I, I think he was giving us some some hints of what's going to yeah. happen in Europe, and he's—if you look at right now what's going on in Europe between um, between Germany, Poland, um, Chechia, uh, Ukraine, the proxy war, the Azov battalions, the the neo-Nazi rise occurring within Ukraine, what Russia is trying to do to curve that—I he, think he's right. I think he's right. What's going to happen in Europe?
2: Right. Well, and the sad part of it is, is that this is this is these are predictors, right? These are variations of. So the problem is, is that the topic that he's talking about are all accurate. Now, the variation, the wiggle room left to right, the yeah, the, you, you've got to figure out how you're going to land that, right? You've got to figure out how you're going to end up in those things. But as you pay attention, one of the the best things I think that we, we miss in why radio and why podcasting and these things with our shows that we do is so important is because we're normalizing conversation. And when you prepare something, when, if I me and you, Josh, we talk about, okay, you know, we uh, we got this holiday thing coming up in February, somewhere around the 14th, you know, it's where you, you show the love and appreciation to the person that you think you like and they like you and you get together and you're spending a lot of money on a dinner and a night and everybody's so congratulatory and all this other stuff. Okay, well, you're preparing yourself for that day, right? I'm, I'm talking about the, this this uh, St. Valentine's thing, and and so we have this whole stretch out, and we, we normalize that coming up on the 14th is going to happen. Well, when it happens, you, you go live through it. You're like, well, that wasn't that big a deal. But the problem is is that we need to have conversations on how to prepare for those worst things. When you talk about the $5 gas, when you talk about the supply chain issues, you talk about the C- the, the new crypto coin that they're going to or the blockchain coin they're going to use as a uh, the new fiat currency. Um, again, and we don't know where the gold backing has come. But when I have this normalized conversation with you about blockchain, about gas prices, you can mentally prepare yourself and you can navigate these things so much better than the guy that didn't hear it. The guy who's surprised by it. The Those, you know, what is it? The the state saying is those are prepared. You know, if you fail to prepare, you're you prepared to fail. Um. But when we're talking about this and having these normalized conversations, we can adjust. Not that we want to normalize bad behavior or bad events, but that we can prepare ourselves better, right? So you talk about the, my statement is silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt, right? So there's a, another word we use there. But um, that's a statement I use all the time. These are the, these are the three things to prepare for you. Why do we have those three things? Well, let's talk about that. And then we talk about that. And then we're like, oh, yeah, I see what Jim's saying. I see what Josh is saying. I, I understand now. I get it. And that is the key to this whole thing. That's why talking, that's why communicating, that's why I tell you guys, get together, come together, make Christmas what you want it to be, make the traditions you need to be, because it's about coming together. Whether you want to believe in you know, the Jehovah or you want to believe in the, uh, the Yamaka or the whatever, the Hanukkah, all these different things I'm trying to insult all at once here, um, you know, it, it's when you come together, you make a better you and you make a better world around you. Uh the emperor has no clothes folks so how do you want to prepare for that how does that want to look how does that look for you coming up in this future be the difference makers be the people that people look to as they watch you navigate this because you were prepared and you get to be the leader in that time not that you're going to be an amazing leader but that you're the person who was prepared which then makes you the leader
1: hmm. I- Interesting hmm. perspective on that and and I'm not going to say that you're wrong cuz I don't think you are but you know <clears throat> it's getting to be that time <clears throat> excuse me where where humanity has to rise up to the occasion that we're looking at what's happening in our country right now the court systems are 100% completely hijacked they're kangaroo courts and, and mm-hmm. there's really no way to even prove that except for the fact that we know that certain lawsuits are being thrown out or certain lawsuits are being lost even after evidence is presented of of corruption and mm-hmm. judges are just like, nah, no, no, they're, they're okay. That's fine. Nothing really happened there. Um, right. The constitutional process has failed. We, we just had a bill, the omnibus bill that passed, right? right? The president signed this into law. And not one Republican lawmaker called out the truth. And we'll talk right. about that here in a minute, the constitutional truth. And I want everybody to understand this. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. We're going to talk about this.
0: Like a firefly without a light. You were there like a blowtorch burning. I was a key that could use a little turning. So tired that I couldn't even sleep. So many secrets I couldn't keep. I promised myself I wouldn't leave. One more promise I couldn't keep. It seems no Dark delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
1: All right, back to the dark Delight <clears throat> show. And, and Jim, I was just talking there yeah. about the Constitution, because, you know, there, there's Article 1, Section 3, Clause 4, and I believe that's what it is, actually. Hold on. That, that is yeah. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 4. That's right. And that right. determines the, the constitutional, constitutional duty of the vice president. But then there's also the 12th Amendment, which lays out Mm -hmm. basically what the vice president's duties are because things did change when the 12th Amendment did come around. Um, And basically, the vice president has the right to basically make the determining decision in the advent of a contested election. So if if January 6th went differently Mm -hmm. to where states came up and objected the certification results and there was no majority winner, because of the contested states, then the vice president has the ability to send those back to the states. Right. Well, in the omnibus bill they just passed, they changed this. The vice president no longer has that ability. Hmm. And and so – Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: ahead. I just – then that tells me we have a problem. If If we're changing the constitution and how we run our country, shouldn't we have had a constitutional amendment then?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, is that Congress cannot change the Constitution. They cannot change duties and powers as derived through the Constitution in the law. They have to go to a constitutional convention, and that only happens with two-thirds majority for ratification by the states. Right.
2: So So. how
1: how did they just change this to more of a ceremonial? Doesn't make any sense.
2: So again, this is the I think this goes back to I think we talked about this on your show on friday and and uh, the the problem is is that when we continue to accept these things and we continue to let these things move forward, that's how they happen um, and i I had a conversation with some people about as like you know basically because we just keep doing the same old thing because here's how we do this, we go on and 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 we just keep marching forward. Um, those that are quote-unquote in control march forward and, and then we just accept it. Well, the problem is is that we are at fault here. We're at fault because we keep accepting their lies. And, and Josh, you cannot tell me that after the FBI files with Twitter, the, the CIA stuff, all these different FBI agents working directly for these different uh, social media companies. I mean, seriously, we we have ourselves a real lying problem. We are now at a point where w- – you want me to believe in you? You've been cheating on me, you have been lying to me, have been paying other people to lie to me. You've been doing all these things. So at what point do I null and void this contract with you? When do I get divorced? When do I kick you out? When do I, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, when do we break up? Because this is no longer working. I need a government put in place according to, you know, my Declaration of Independence and my Bill of Rights and the Constitution itself. Where where am I at here? You're giving me no other choice than to look to someone else or to something else or to create something else when you tell me that or when I'm finding out that everything is a lie. The CIA killed Kennedy. Take it away from me. Fight me. I dare you. But there are people who have died already 10, 20 years ago, 30 years ago that knew that that was a reality, but they died, the government telling them that it wasn't. And yet we know, point blank. Our government killed a president. Now, if this was a corporation, if this was an individual in your life, if you were running this company and the security guards out front decided to kill the CEO, we've got ourselves a problem. And I don't know how to get people the analogy to get everybody excited and and say, hey, listen, we've got ourselves a real issue here. But they killed Kennedy. We killed Kennedy. I, you, me, the government killed Kennedy. Kennedy.
1: No, no. So we, we're, no, no. where no, do we the go? Well, we have seen, it was the intelligence agencies that killed Kennedy. And this has just came out – they're still with – so for, for those who don't know about the Kennedy documents, is that in 1992, Congress passed a bill that – all of the Kennedy documents were supposed to be released by the Intelligence Committee by 2017. The Trump administration promised to do that, but Mike Pompeo, the head of the CIA at the time, said, nope, not happening. Joe Biden's administration had the opportunity to do that. They said, nope, not happening, which the CIA and the federal government are in direct violation of federal law right now With bills that they actually passed. Um, the documents that have came out recently did show collaboration, and Tucker Carlson interviewed a CIA insider someone who is very very high up there and he said absolutely 100 percent, the cia was involved in the death of jfk now th- right. this is a no-brainer for anybody who knows the whole official story back into the left subruder film um the involvement we got hunt we got bush we got the cuba connection we got the mafiosos connections we know that uh, papa kennedy um obviously went out there pulled Pulled uh, some uh, some favors in the unions in Illinois mm-hmm. and got uh, the election stolen for JFK Yep, and stole it from Nixon. Th- there's a lot of things. And then JFK and RFK turned against the mafiosos and basically started to implicate them with the, the weaponization of the DOJ. And then the CIA was implicated with the mafiosos. This was tied into – Cuba, and there's just a long story, drug trade, human trafficking trade, a lot of stuff going on here, a lot of money to lose if Kennedy shut this down. And that's why they took him out. And they did it publicly with an assassination. They could have done it a lot easier with a scandal or something like that because he was having an affair with Marilyn Monroe and it was public, RFK was having an affair with her. She was talking out there about aliens and all different types of stuff that he was telling them, telling her, and she was telling some big wigs, so she was a liability too. that's why she was killed. But my buddy Mark Shaw, who is probably one of the subject matter experts, investigative journalists on this topic, has talked about this at length. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> we know that the intelligence community has killed Kennedy. That's no, the no-brainer. But here's the no. thing: is that was a coup, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have those pro-Castro pigeons, you know, grabbing on the Oswalds shoulders. And flying right. him over the book's depository so he can get a shot on Kennedy, you know, yelling,
2: coo, coo. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 Bunch it, of pigeons.
1: Yeah, those Castro pigeons. But,
2: right.
1: but this is the truth. is There was a coup in our country. LBJ was put in there for a reason. LBJ mm-hmm. was a, a racist. He was involved in the mob. He was yep. very, very well connected within a legal crime organization through, all throughout Texas and the United States. And this man is one who who single handedly created the war on drugs, who created the the ghettos, who went out there and created,
2: nope, who went I out there you. and
1: created massive, massive problems within our communities by destabilizing the African American communities, who at that time were some of the highest well-paid people. They made up the majority of the middle class up until that point when LBJ came in, right? And LBJ came in, the 1964 Civil Rights Act, and then all these other things that they did started to destabilize the communities. And this is where the war on drugs started. And they started pumping drugs in. And this is how the the CIA, after their coup, took over and began to basically make money off of Americans and and move them towards addiction. And we're seeing the exasperation of this now. The world is run by intelligence agencies. People need to wake up and see that. That the Central Intelligence Agency briefs every single congressman and senator every morning with fake, false, disinformation, and misinformation information and this is how they make policy is based upon that intel that they're getting which is utilized to manipulate them we know this
2: right and that's uh that's the world you live in folks so i don't know <laughs> what do you what do you what do you do i mean if we we're paying these people and a lot of these people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and there's what 4.5 million uh federal employees or something like that um well guys you're paying these people to destroy you, to take, take take you out. It's easier to kill you than deal with you. They showed, they proved that with Kennedy. They have proved that with others. I mean, all these different people. I mean, Seth, uh, what was the, uh, the, uh, the DNC Seth whistleblower? Ridge. Seth Rich. Seth, Seth Rich. I mean, it's easier to kill you than deal with you. You know, you, when you suicide yourself with two bullet holes to your head or use an electrical cord to hang yourself after you've shot yourself with a uh, shotgun in the chest— I mean, this is what, I mean, this is, it's all the, the simplicity of it's right in front of you. They're not very good at this, by the way. I mean, seriously, they're not good at this. this we find this stuff out wildly. So what is the stuff that they're really doing we haven't heard about?
1: Hmm, That's a good one. What's the stuff yeah. they're really doing that we haven't heard about? Isn't that yeah. the truth?
2: And that's the sad part right there is that we don't know what's, you know, we, the stuff they let in our foods, they let in our water, the stuff they're spraying in the sky. I mean, what do we do, Josh? I mean, seriously, I mean, you just moved out of Colorado. You moved up north. Um, you know, what do, you, do, do, you, do you find the, the Lone Range and, and somewhere in the Rockies? Do you find a place out in the desert? Do you do, you do the bury your head in the sand or do you take it to them? Do you take the fight to them? that they, mm-hmm. See, they've been fighting us all along, and we've been a good punching bag. But where do we take the fight?
1: It's a good question, Jim. And here's the thing is people are looking towards politicians as leaders Uh for answers. And maybe that's just the wrong problem. Maybe that's just the wrong thing to be doing. During the American Revolution, who was it that we looked up to as the leaders that eventually became the politicians? Do you know who they were?
2: Uh, No, go ahead.
1: They They were the philosophers and the generals.
2: Hmm. You know I, I asked you that question. How do you get the the title of philosopher? I mean, didn't I ask you that one time? Like how do it I It happens get how do after I... you
1: die and someone likes no, what you said.
2: <laughs> I don't need it after I die. I want it now. I like I want a badge or something or a nameplate or a business card. I'm a go out there and write yourself
1: as a philosopher, Jim. All right guys, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break we'll be back with more dark the light show right after this.
0: Right in the scroll out. The out, all in the Rocky
1: Mountain winter. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of My Pillow has been an amazing patriot, supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years. With everything that's been going on, we ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark to Light Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase.
0: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
1: The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot that's r-e-d-p-i-l-l-s dot tv slash patriot and secure your long-term emergency food storage from my patriot supply my patriot supply is by far the largest preparedness company in america they're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage when you need it it'll be there lunches dinners drinks and snacks totaling over two thousand calories a day Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you.
0: Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Changes, there we go. Oh, the bump Changes. music. Oh.
0: All
1: right, so, so Jim, what do we do?
2: Well, you know... It, I think if we go back to the idea, we say the emperor has no clothes. Mm-hmm. And if we move our emphasis or our energy or our focus away from them, and we put it to something else and we do that as a collective, we call it a collective, right? We can actually move this. We could do this, ah, but are we brave? enough
1: right. to? Let's go to the lines. Tim,
0: how are you doing today? Good, good. Your last point was excellent. That's, what we should do is almost like um, what's the guy that uh, put energy to the water and, and created uh, beautiful crystals. If we got a collective that concentrate, that's the ultimatum. But I say do Dr. what Imoto. Eric Prince did. Exactly, Moto, yeah. Do what Eric Prince did, the former Navy Navy SEAL started an elite group of assassins. I mean, that's Blackwater. That's really what they were, weren't they?
1: Right. A- absolutely.
0: That's what we need to do. We need to find a wealthy person, preferably— a neutral person, not a, a Democrat or Republican, preferably a Republican, but a, a conservative-leaning, and fund a military operation that are uh, Navy SEALs or special commandos to take out the elite. Sorry, that's kind of what's going to happen. Fight fire with fire. Well, Oh, mm-hmm. last thing. Is Pompeo yeah, a bad on. guy being head of the CIA, former head?
1: Which one? Pompeo?
0: Pompeo, yeah. <sighs> he had to know. I thought if I liked him. I thought he was a good guy, but he had, he had to know what happened. He that, that's a
2: hard campaign with him in 2016 when I was running for Senate. Well, how about
1: so. this? And Tim, thanks for the call there. So, Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo is head of the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, he's had kind of a divergence from Donald Trump ever since they left office. He was, uh, I think, he was one of the only administration officials that lasted all four years. He was kind of like the guy who was behind the scenes running, really, the Trump White House. I think he was kind of controlling everything from the, from the back end. Um, he was – this is interesting. This is a little tidbit that many people don't know, is that Pompeo and an Israeli billionaire by the last name of Edelson – who owned casinos and, and stuff like that in in Vegas. And Donald Trump had all met. And they actually collaborated together to assassinate Julian Assange. And this is why Julian Assange doesn't want extradition to the United States, that the, his wife is suing Pompeo. But they actually collaborated to kill – Julian Assange and Donald Trump is actually in on that uh, communication now there must be something that Julian Assange has within the information that he could release that is so damning to the United States of America or to national security or to something that they're willing that even Donald Trump would be willing to consider the assassination of Julian Assange so whatever Julian Assange has I don't know but listen Mike Pompeo he's uh former army intelligence then he was a a Senator. Now he was uh, then head of the CIA and then he moved to secretary of of state. This guy knows what he's doing. He's probably not a force to mess with. And uh, is he on the good guy's side? I I would say not. I think that he's most likely a deep stater in my opinion. That's my opinion. uh, Just from knowing it, he was one of the only Trump officials that stayed the whole four years. And that's not because he, Trump and him got along and they loved each other because they obviously don't right now it's because he was a handler behind the scenes, making sure Trump didn't get out of line and giving him his professional opinion. Right. Um, Yeah.
2: It's a hard one. Yeah. So that's the problem though. I mean, he's a West Point graduate. He did all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. He has all these connections. He did his thing. And then we see this effect where he, so was okay. What was he protecting? Was he protecting us or protecting himself or protecting the country? So we got to we got to find out what his where why was he tainted? What was the why was the reason he wouldn't come out and just do what he was told to do according to a, a act by Congress? And so what is it? What was he protecting? Was he protecting family members? Was he protecting uh, our collusion with Cuba? Our collusion with Russia? Is it that we're in fighting with Russia but we're colluding with Russia? What would have been in those documents to show that we actually have a greater conspiracy just like this whole thing with the what, what what's the in, in the Twitter files? This whole uh, government. Of, there's a new acronym that just came out in the Twitter files that talks about a government official that won't disclose who they are. Um, anyway, that acronym. So, what do, what do we have here? I mean, what is the next question to why is it Mike Pompeo didn't do the right thing and what what got dog in the fight did he have? He wasn't there, right? Well, I don't think he was. Um, but what was going on there that you know that he had to protect? And so, was it something that they threatened him with? So again we know there's there's leverage on on all sides, right? So what did they have on him? Did they have some business dealings that didn't go right and so they were holding that over his head? Did they have something he did in the government when he went into the CIA and then went to the State Department? You know, what happened in there? When when did he when did he change? When did he become a guy that could be manipulated? And that's the question we can't ask because he probably couldn't be honest with us and say, "Listen, hey man, they got pictures of me doing this or they got me I didn't do the right tax return or I didn't You know, what I'm saying whatever the the Achilles heel for Mike Pompeo, maybe he he drank coffee one morning. He's a tea guy. Um, We don't know what that is. So the problem is, is until we all just really get super honest with each other, this is what we're faced with. We're faced with the I don't knows. Why is he tainted? Why couldn't he go ahead and do the right thing? But then also who told him who came to his office? Hey, Mr. CIA director, um, you do that and this is going to happen. What did they threaten Mm. him with? Yeah, who knows if they didn't threaten
1: him at all or maybe he was just indoctrinated into a secret society and he's he's moving for the cause. Who knows what it is? But this is what we see amongst many of the deep staters. And the other thing about the deep state is it's not all one-sided. It's not all pushing the world towards communism and socialism. It's not all about a one-world order. I think that that there is various parts of the deep state, kind of maybe a Pompeo aspect of this. That work for variations of the military industrial complex that are there to protect and hide various secrets from humanity of highly have high technology of maybe contact with advanced civilizations or whatever it is. I, I honestly truly do believe that. And I think Pompeii was probably one of them characters, um mm. as well as the people who tr- who brought Trump into power in the first place. And I think that that there is a multi-headed Hydra that is actually operated on this planet, and most of these um, Hydras, are, are fighting amongst each other for power and control, and that you have and I don't think any of them have our best interests in mind, but I think that, you know, that a few of them care that humanity stays on this planet and, and continues on this planet, we technologically advance to a point where we can leave this planet, um, but I huh. think a lot of them would like to reduce the population but I think the majority of them they want to keep hidden that which retains their power The technology. And I think that that's where Pompeo came from is that that deep, dark military industrial complex who has access to all the special access programs, who is reverse engineering who knows what in the backdrop. And they don't want it to release to the public. They don't want it to release to the evil cabal. They don't want it released to – Um, To the United States of America, they want to keep it all for themselves. There's probably a a secret space program There's probably other things happening that we don't know about and they can't allow that to get out because the amount of Humility that would incur the amount of distrust within government within religion within politic um, Would would cause a revolution within itself and maybe that's why they're trying to bring about a revolution to bring about this type of action who knows
2: Well, yeah, so if we go and we go into discord then however the reset so when we 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 take and we jumble up the puzzle and then we try to put it all back together is it going to be the same picture we we want it to be at the end so what influences when we create the if we create the chaos what will be the influences that creates the the peace right and so will they use their manipulation religion aliens chemicals how will it actually look and we reset so what we say we, say we want to we want to. We want to see a better government. We want an honest government, a transparent government that has little to no control of our daily lives. What does that really look like on the other side? And can we have the capability of doing that?
1: That's right. All right, guys. This is the Dark to Light Show. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day.